Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. I am so glad that you are here with us this morning because we're going to have such fun Thanksgiving-style Christian Car Guy fun. I don't know how to put it other than that, but today (laughs) on the Christian Car Guy show, we're going to be looking at Thanksgiving sort of from the Christian Car Guy perspective, and we're going to dig in to the original Thanksgiving story that really, as I began to uncover it this week, Jerry, just blew my mind. I had really no idea what all went on. It's amazing what's under the surface of things. You know, we hey, sometimes yeah. the story's a lot different in reality. Yeah, but as I dug into it, I started to see things from a car guy perspective that other people, you know, may not really think about. Like, when you really look at the story of 1619, <laughs> the 1621, all that went on there, you can't help but think of holiday travel. And <laughs> as I did at that first Thanksgiving there was a big fight that was people were thinking was going to happen, but when they arrived at their destination, you know, when you're on your way to your family Thanksgiving, you might be thinking there's a big fight ahead. Well, you're <laughs> going to find that there's some elements to the original Thanksgiving story of a big fight that might have been coming that just may not be there when you arrive. And our American and Native American ancestors were so naive and innocent really Jerry you know, I called you Ray again I thought be, or we're so innocent Jerry that they did not know how to spell Plymouth I don't know if you've ever noticed that but they spelled it P-L-I and not only that but they thought a Plymouth Barracuda was a fish I mean they had no <laughs> have you ever thought about uh, that no you're talking just so <laughs> that's a car guy's yeah. perspective on Plymouth but anyway they did they spell it P-L-I M-O-T-H. There's no U in there and there's no Y. And so they just, you know, that was how naive they were. And the first, (laughs) but actually the first Thanksgiving, God proved that he could turn a mess into a message and a test into a testimony as he will with our life this Thanksgiving. And so I do have my dear friend and fellow Thanksgiver, Jerry Mathis from (laughs) Ray's Body Shop and our Christian Body Shop here to help us to put the Plymouth back into the Plymouth colony. <laughs> Welcome, Jerry. Park it right out there. <laughs> so I feel, I, I, I personally, as I was researching this whole thing, I, I feel like I'm blessed because I kind of come from the era of Never Never Land. You know, the idea behind, you know, Disney when he did, you know, Peter Pan, with you know, cowboys and Indians were one thing, pirates were another and all that looked like fun and adventure. Um, but as I studied that, and it kind of rocked my never-never world, as I learned the real study of thank- the real story of Thanksgiving, and I came to understand that the Native Americans actually view Thanksgiving as a day of mourning. And it's from the horrors of disease and slavery and, and all those Indians that died from, from war. And so... It really kind of, it really did. It just, I was just, the more I studied it, the more I was getting depressed. And then I started to pray and ponder and think, and God kind of showed me all this. 
And especially in the miracle of an Indian by the name of Squanto, and he's seen on the video, by the way, at ChristianCarGuy.com. And I should point out, Jerry, that if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com and you click on Innocence of Thanksgiving, you not only get to see all that I'm just going to go over in the history of Thanksgiving, but you also get to see Robbie in 1966 dressed as a turkey, which it's classic, isn't it, Jerry? It, it is classic. I mean, it, it spoke volumes of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't get to the Innocence of Thanksgiving without seeing this picture of Robbie as a turkey at ChristianCarGuy.com. And my family, my brother is dressed in multiple loincloths. He looks like he was about, he must have been about four in that picture. And they were actually loin washcloths. <laughs> <laughs> my sister in her, her Indian bag costume. And, uh, you know, it's just classic stuff. And if you, so if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, it's there, as well as all the background information on what I'm going to tell you here in a minute. Wait, wait, before we stop on that, when you go to that picture, first thing you notice <laughs> Robbie Dillmore, at such a young age, has the longest legs. <laughs> that's a, well, you know, when you think about a turkey, you know Turkey's their legs. Little, yeah, you yeah. know that's why I think they 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 picked me for the part. <laughs> <laughs> I had those bird legs that just fit perfect. You know, it was yeah. But I I think I was a little confused between a peacock and a turkey because of the, the the colored thing that's on my head. But you know, I was eleven, so you got to cut the guy a little break. You know, whatever. <laughs> So here we go. According to legend, right, there was a Navin, and I believe this is actually very, tends to be, there's a lots of it that must be true, just based on all the different ways that it goes. But there was a Native American Wampanoag Indian called Squanto, and he was kidnapped about 10 years before the pilgrims arrived in Plymouth. And he was kidnapped by Spanish traders who actually took him all the way back to Spain sold him into slavery, they thought. But there were some monks that happened to be there, and those monks purchased Squanto in an effort to, you know, probably convert him and teach him about the things of God and teach him their own language. According to the legend, actually, they even told Squanto that God was going to use him in all his misery for some great purpose. And when you really look at the story, there's no, God, no doubt whatsoever, no matter what you think about the legend, but God did exactly that through Squanto. See, the monks saw Squanto's homesickness, and in an effort to get him back to America, they sent him to England to a man named John Slavery, Slaney, excuse me, you might think of Slavery, but his name was Slaney, who would help him find a ship bound for America. But it took him five years in order to, be, to do that, and during those five years, you know what Squanto learned? English, right? And English customs. And he understood the way the English people were and befriended them and really liked the English people. They weren't the Spanish people that had enslaved him. So eventually he got this ship. He came back to his village. When he got to his village, which happened to be right there at Plymouth, just happened, you know, all these things happen with God, just happened to be right there. The village was totally deserted because all of his family had died from the diseases that the traders had brought over from Europe smallpox, and there was a skin disease of some kind, and, and apparently killed thousands and thousands of the Native Americans. Well, obviously, you know, he was terribly upset about this and actually kind of went off to live a, a lonely lifestyle, you know, back in the forest. Well, a year later, another Native American named Samsonet visited the pilgrims who had then arrived in 1620 there at Plymouth. And on March 16th, 1621, and this is accurate by all accounts, 
this Sam set, Sam, so Sam set, the Indian came and when he realized, wow, I, I don't speak these people's language and I, I, I've got a buddy that does. And so he goes back and he gets Squanto and Squanto, when he sees their situation now, he's feeling bad because he lost all his family to disease and all this. Well, the pilgrims had lost all these people in the winter of 1620. And so he completely related and went about teaching them in English how to speak, you know, how to plant the corn, you know, the old trick of, you know, three, ear, three kernels of corn and a fish in a hole, you know, he learned that, you know, all that stuff. And, and the next thing you know, he's teaching them how to catch eels and lobsters and all that stuff. Now, here is where the two stories kind of differ, if you're, if you're looking at the two stories. The first one <laughs> is from our side of point, and the other one's from the Indians. But the innocent version of what I think likely happened on that first Thanksgiving is Bradford and the boys and the girls, were, which were in very cool hats, they wanted to have a feast. <laughs> they wanted to have a huge harvest feast, and they knew that God had blessed them. And, and Bradford certainly had a heart for God, and he knew God loves a good feast. I mean, God ordered them in the Old Testament. Well, they also loved to have shooting contests back then at their feast, and that, oh, that's actually where the whole idea of a turkey shoot comes from. Well, Big Bad Bill was probably shooting them up big time when the local Native Americans heard all this shooting, and they figured their friends were under attack. So Chief, Squanto, Chief and the Squanto and 90 Braves came running. That's, this is true. <laughs> and when they got there, to their surprise, the pilgrims were just having a party. I mean, they thought they were coming for a fight. Like, you may be thinking when you're on your way home this Thanksgiving, you may be thinking that too. When they got there, there was no fight. And, and, and so William, in the spirit of Christian hospitality, he says, hey, guys, join us. Well, feasts in those days were like for three days. Well, the Native Americans, there were 90 of them. They outnumbered the pilgrims 90 to 53. And, you know, there, it just so happened. I think it was God's timing that it was deer season, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so the Native Americans, they went out and they shot a number of, of bucks and turkeys and all to bring to the party because they didn't want to be empty-handed. And you see how it worked out, Jerry? I mean, they had a wonderful time. Now, when we come back, we're going to be thinking... How does that play out in your Thanksgiving? When you think of an innocent Thanksgiving, what are the smells, the things you remember, the time you cooked the stuffing with Grandma? What What is that like? We would love for you to call us 866-348-7884, especially those trips in that 63 Impala. Or maybe you actually went to Plymouth in a Plymouth. If you did that, well, you have got to call us. 866-348-7884. Gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens his will to make known the wicked oppressing. Now see Thanksgiving Christian Car Guy style. That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy show. What's your favorite? Thanksgiving ride that you remember, not like the Indians, you didn't have to go over to where the shooting was going on, but maybe you had a ride in a Plymouth on the way to Plymouth, Jerry, or, or maybe it was like us. We, and I can remember going in my grandparents, 63 Impala, uh, you know, to New York. And I mean, how fun was that? And I can remember the thing. I can remember the backseat of that car. Like it was yesterday. We would love to hear your 
story, 866-348-7884. Jerry, you got one yourself, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you think about holidays and loading up and Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, what I always remember, that was the only time as a family we really ever were all together. I mean, you know, my dad is not the the, the family type of guy. I mean, it wasn't where we did a lot of stuff together. So really in the car was about the only time. So I just always remember that. And it was sort of that where you got in sort of like the Indians, not knowing what you're going to be expecting <laughs> on the, on the other side of that door when you got what, what was going to hear. And, and, uh, but it's kind of cool when you look back and stuff. What and, kind of car was it? Oh, I guess over the years, I remember one, I always remember had a, the, uh, the Ford country squire wagon for, I don't know how many years. And I remember that because it packed that baby full. <laughs> you got five kids. It was easy to pack it full. And did the seat face backwards hey, or forward? Absolutely. You got that back seat. You open that thing. You see all the traffic coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> Making faces at the people as they pull up on you and all that stuff. Yeah. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. There's a number to call in and share your Thanksgiving holiday memory again it can be the 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 stuffing the turkey or that ride whatever it is we would love to hear from you 866-34-TRUTH we have with us robert rosenbach who is with ford who he's he's making new thanksgiving memories because man they they've got this <laughs> they've got this new mkz that's so quiet that i don't think i think people should be able to sing we gather together all the way and, and not without interruption right robert Hey Robbie, thanks again for having me. Absolutely right. We uh, we were very excited to to launch the significantly refresh MKZ at the Los Angeles Auto Show this week. And you're absolutely right. The uh, the intent with this car is to deliver not just performance for performance' sake, but to allow for an extremely quiet and refined driving experience. So quiet, just in terms of the cabin. Quiet in terms of you know the feedback you get from the engine as well. And it's got some really neat things like this brake pedal thing has me intrigued. I've never heard of this one. You don't have to hold your foot on it anymore. You're right. So this particular feature we call auto hold. And what it does is that when a driver's at a stoplight, instead of having to keep their foot on the brake pedal, which will cause fatigue over you know the course of the drive, uh, the technology will actually hold it in place so that uh, the customer or the driver doesn't have to experience that. And certainly when the, once they're ready to go, the light turns green, they simply activate the gas pedal and they're ready to go. So the place I'm thinking that would be real handy is if you happen to live in Los Angeles or, or in New York City, somewhere where the traffic is unbelievable, you know, where you really would get tired from keeping your foot on the brake while you're sitting there waiting to get on the, in the Holland Tunnel or something. Certainly, and actually, there's a different type of technology that might work really in almost any environment. So, uh, the auto hold can work uh, at a stoplight. Uh, you don't have to be in traffic. Uh, we actually do offer uh, another technology in our suite of driver assist technologies, and that's called adaptive cruise control. And I think most of us are pretty familiar with what cruise control does. What uh, adaptive cruise control uh, offers our customers is the ability to go through full stop and go traffic. So let's say you were driving on the highway and somebody pulls in front of you is going a lot slower than you had anticipated. The car will actually automatically slow your car down. Actually, it will come all the way down to a stop if necessary. And wow. once traffic clears, it will resume the speed. Yeah, the old having to hit the brake and reset the whole cruise control thing 
um, has been thought through by the people with the good ideas there at Ford. And another thing you've got here that I'm I'm interested in, pedestrian detective detection. I mean, that's yeah. that could save lives. I mean, that's huge. What, how, how does that work? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Our engineering and design teams really thought through what does it mean for customers to engage in this vehicle and you know, certainly from driver assist technologies all the way down to safety technologies. Uh, the feature that we offer is actually called pre-collision assist, and it offers pedestrian detection as well. So let's say you're driving down the road and something were to move in front of you, be it a vehicle or a pedestrian, the vehicle actually uses radar in front to sense these things. And let's say that you're not able to respond in time. Well, the vehicle will actually place or press the uh, brake pedal for you in the event that the driver doesn't respond in time. So, yeah, it really is an amazing technology, and it will provide that safety for both the driver and for vehicles uh, and pedestrians outside of the vehicle. And the thing I'm thinking in this area, and, and certainly in a lot of folks, is it's like deer protection, <laughs> you know, because I, I don't know how many times, you know, I hear of people hitting, and you run into that too, Jerry, that people are hitting animals. And, yeah. you know, that radar at night went, you know, especially at dawn and dusk when those animals are moving. Yeah. And to have an early warning system like that's awesome. Is it send any kind of audibles so you're just all of a sudden it just starts stopping? There's a, there is an audible and visual cue there. And, again, only in the event that the driver doesn't respond in time because many times these can be split-second decisions. It actually will automatically break the vehicle if the driver doesn't respond. And, and again, the, the idea around all this technology is not just to add technology for technology's sake. It's really to make the driving experience both more enjoyable, but also safer. Yeah, and that is just, I mean, it's so great that, that, that we're figuring out ways to, you know, save lives and, and certainly property as well, because you know, how many deer hit vehicles this time of year do you see, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, it's, they're, they're continuous. And, you know, it's kind of funny because you always think there is those seasons, but what we've seen is a trend of deer hits are almost year-round anymore. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's great stuff. Well, Robert, it was great to have you on on the pre-Thanksgiving event here. And Absolutely. keep up Thank the great so work much, at Ford. God bless you. Wonderful. God bless. And we need to hear your stories now. we got plenty of time. 866-348-7884. Come on now. We know you're in that back of that 56 Chevy. 866-348-7884. Seven eight eight four. Be a us to guide us, our God with us joining, ordaining, maintaining His kingdom divine. So it's a Christian car guy Thanksgiving today on the Christian. Car Guys Show, and we would love to hear your story of that innocent Thanksgiving back when, you know, there was those sights and smells and how things felt or how that car drove. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your story. And we again would point you to ChristianCarGuy.com where you get to see my story where I was actually dressed as a turkey Back in 1966, when I was 11 years old, turkey legs extraordinaire. (laughs) (laughs) 
as well as something we're very thankful for, Jerry and I, which is the Jesus Labor Love Car Repair Labor for Single Moms and Widows. As always, you know, this year I can't help but be thankful for all the ways God has provided for folks as we went over the 500 mark on just the recorded ones that I know of that where we've had applications of, of folks who've gotten car repair. So we're, we're thankful for that. And you can find out about car repair for single moms, widows, and families in crisis at christiancarguy.com. But we got Anne in, I think it's pronounced Muckletoe, Washington. I think Muckleteo. Muckleteo. I think Squanto would know how to say that. Yes, because <laughs> it was a meeting ground. We live on the coast of a Puget Sound. It's a meeting ground for the Native Americans or Native Canadians. They came all the way down and had a big gathering there. Really? Yes. How and they awesome. all canoed it down. So you, you like live at the Thanksgiving a meeting place right there in I Washington? I do. Isn't that great? That is great. I'm really glad. And, and, and say that one more time for me because I'm... Muckle Teal. Actually, it's exactly like it looks. Muckle Teal. Muckle Teal. The meeting M-U-K-I-L-T-E-O. Place. Wonderful. That yes. is wonderful. Well, have, you got a, have you got a memory for us? I do. One year when our children, we have three, were very young, the power went out on Thanksgiving. Oh. As the turkey was finishing cooking, <laughs> praise God, and we had to decide what we were going to do. We were having company from Seattle, which is about a half hour's drive. It was our relatives, of course. So we thought, well, we can't serve them food here. We got to cook all the veggies and everything else. So I called my sister-in-law in Seattle. I said, the turkey's done, but we can't do anything else. She said, come on down. So while we were packing up our lovely Ford Falcon Brown station oh. wagon, <laughs> that all three children had to sit in the one seat because we didn't have a back seat to it. <laughs> yes. We called it the Brownie Mobile. <laughs> And we packed everything up, took all the food to Seattle. Our dinner was a little later, but praise God, we had heat and light and good fellowship. And a memory for the ages. Oh, yes. We remind ourselves of it every Thanksgiving. <laughs> My kids are all grown and I have grandkids, and we love to talk about that Thanksgiving. And you know, I think God's heart is just just blessed. That, I, that, I hope that, so, because that, we're, we all you know, want to bless him. And I, you know, he's, he's seeing that thing that happened in the family tradition. You know, I know that, that for my family to see my sister dressed up in paper bags and my brother in the, in the, in the washcloth, (laughs) that, you know, that, that brings back such a fond thing. And it all has to do with thanking God for what he's provided for our own family, which one of the biggest things he provided was each other. Absolutely. And so uh, that is just a blessing. Thank you, Angela. Oh, I mean, you're and welcome, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You too. God bless. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We have Angela is in Burlington, North Carolina, uh, here on the Good. other side of the country. What, <laughs> Angela, welcome to the Christian Car Guy Show. Thank, thank you. Uh, well, my Thanksgiving remembrance is... Of, uh, my grandparents lived on a farm, and so they had a big farmhouse with a very large yard. And so we would save all the fallen leaves until Thanksgiving, and all the aunts and uncles and cousins got together. You know, they called it, in a southern way, cleaning off the yards after our Thanksgiving meal. 
And uh, so that was always a time of fun. And now somebody had a great, I, I need to incorporate that in my life this year. <laughs> somebody had a plan there, I'm going to tell you, thought ahead. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, it made for a great memory and you guys got to work yeah. together. And uh, while I've got you on the line, Robbie, I just want to say thank you to the Truth Network and to you for the Christian Car Guy Show and Kingdom Pursuits. Uh, you've introduced me to a lot of great Christian folks and ministries that I wouldn't have heard of if it hadn't been for you. Oh, and uh, I appreciate your sense of humor and just... You know, Angela, I have you. to tell you this. My wife, who is a blonde, by the way, <laughs> She doesn't have the appreciation for my sense of humor that you do, oh. <laughs> because she has to hear it all the time. And so, well, so last night, been it, a lot, <laughs> last there have been a lot of times when, when the day started off gloomy, but uh, then I, I listened to Christian Car Guy show and <laughs> your riddles on Kingdom Pursuits. They just just help make the day a whole lot better. So I told my wife this blonde joke, expecting that she was going to get mad at me as always. And she actually laughed so loud that my daughter, she said, I cannot believe you are actually laughing at one of daddy's jokes. And so I get to share that since you gave me the opportunity, Angela, that this blonde, <laughs> this blonde was trying to make a puzzle, right? And she had worked on it for two days in complete frustration and she had the, the pieces spattered all across the table, you know, like you would when you're working on a puzzle like that. And she mm -hmm. got so frustrated, she called her boyfriend and, and said, I have been working on this for two days, and I cannot find two pieces that go together. And her boyfriend says, well, honey, you, you go by the picture on the front of the box. What does that look like? What does that picture look like? And she says, well, it's got this dark blue background, and then, and then there's this tiger. And he says, well, honey, put the Frosted Flakes back in the box. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! Now that was Robbie's joke. <laughs> now, I again, my wife's blonde, and she completely laughed. She thought it was funny. So, God bless you, Angela. You gave me an opportunity to share that today. I'm really oh, happy about that. oh, well, you're very welcome. <laughs> well, we would love to hear your Thanksgiving memory it may not be uncle harry's bad jokes or whatever the situation me i had an uncle dewey that told the most amazing hunting stories and fishing stories and and that was one of my favorite memories jerry was you know was to my uncle dewey who you know he loved to eat and he loved to tell stories and you know robbie loves a good story jerry well you know and we're living in a different time but because of now what's so frustrating to me when you get family together i mean you've got a group of i sort of say younger people in that group that are always you know messing with the laptop or the cell phones and just sort of tuned out i mean time i was growing up and you and so many of our listeners you know that was that time where you did sit around and listen to the stories and and the fellowship and you know what that sort of made us who we are and that's a, a piece that i think uh the next this generation coming up is missing out on i think we got to put a rake in their hands they can't <laughs> yeah they can't be holding on to their cell phone if they're raking the leaves out in the yard you know yeah, i don't know how that works just missing a, <laughs> a great you know, idea yeah absolutely i mean I, i'm gonna try that 
<laughs> that's just awesome. You know, we're talking that. about when she, uh, the caller earlier talked about the loading up in the, the Falcon wagon and stuff. You know, the other piece of that is just uh, getting in the vehicle because that was the same thing. Now, when every time I get in a car, I mean, it's the, you got the ears, ear buds, buds in and, and, you know, and it's, uh, everybody's just tuned out. There's no more that, that fellowship and that just, you know, playing the games and, uh, and singing the song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember, you know, you you get in the car and you'd load up and okay, this is doesn't sound real safe, but you know, I remember some of the cars, people be laying in the back of the package tray on the back window and stuff, you know, just, just pack it full and you just enjoy (laughs) that fellowship. I mean, may not make it there alive if you're in an accident, but But the songs, you know, I, I still just delight, absolutely delight in taking my granddaughter to school, which I get to do quite often. And the second I get in the car, you know, I'm going to sing, she'll be coming around the mountain just because, you know, she and I both just love that verse where we're going to kill the old red rooster and he won't crow like he used to, (laughs) you know, what's more fun than singing that with your granddaughter? I mean, you know, to, to, to waste that on earbuds and videos and stuff yeah. I, you know it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know it's great but you know what just it's just a piece of of who who has made us and, and stuff that that family that we're losing i mean you know one of the things i really enjoy on our mission trips is i drive one of the the buses and we don't have the technology so we're they're they're back here playing games and singing songs uh, and stuff and man i mean that's well, that's call cool. in with your favorite christmas song you love to sing i would love to hear that too eight six six three four eight Seven eight eight four. Share your memory. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. So much more coming up. We all do extolly and lead to triumph and pray that the still cool is that that i love that hymn as it is the thanksgiving hymn and i and i love the prayer at the end of it lord make us free and and innocent and innocence is a big part of that freedom that unfortunately <laughs> so much of what the satan what satan may have planned for you is taking away your innocence and maybe it's the innocence of your thanksgiving experiences that are tainted with you know, so many things that life can come with us at. And I, it was interesting to me, Jerry, that this year, this week specifically, you know, God always seems to have a lesson plan for you for the week. And it starts out and he's, <clears throat> as I'm going through my quiet time, as I'm doing these different things throughout the week, he's been teaching me. Well, this week it seemed to be, he was teaching me all week on innocence <clears throat> and the innocence of Thanksgiving was tainted when i started to read how upset people get if you want to see something a little bit disturbing is at the bottom of christiancarguy.com where i've posted the innocence of thanksgiving the wonderful turkey picture that we've talked about and all that there is a video of the story of squanto if you read the comments in that you'll see (laughs) how tainted people feel about 
the Native American experience and all that went on. But there's an innocence that we have that, you know, is such a, a joy for me that that came from, as I, as I was going through this week, my good friend Ann Alt, who does Christian Car Guy Theater, told me, Robbie, you need to watch Finding Neverland, the movie, Finding Neverland. And I had never put it together that when Jesus, you know, brought the little children to him and he said the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, that idea of innocence, that idea of, you know, that childlike heart that George MacDonald speaks of throughout all his writings, that's never, and it's where they never, never grew up. It's where the boys never grew up. And that is the guy, you know, the, the Sir John Barry, whatever the name of the man was that wrote Peter Pan, he understood certain things that I never had put together from that play of, of that innocence of understanding how wonderful Thanksgiving was as a child versus where you may feel about it now based on family fights or whatever the situation may be. That isn't what God has in mind. Now, when you think about Neverland and you really look at it, you know, what is it that Tinkerbell is represented by a light? And what happens when people start to lose faith is the light begins to go out. (laughs) And actually, the actress apparently used to clap from the stage telling people you got to believe and the louder you clap the the lighter the brighter that um tinkerbell would would glow well think about that from a standpoint of faith the the more we believe that god really wants us to have this fellowship and he really wants us to have this feast and he and the brighter the glow the light that god gave you you know that you don't hide it under a bushel that it begins to glow for the other people that are there at your thanksgiving feast as well and the other thing that I found fascinating, I never had put together, I'm just kind of ignorant, but it's really cool to think about, is the crocodile had that clock in it that went tick, tick, tick. And you know, it chased after Captain Hook, and you, who could forget that picture? Well, that was meant to demonstrate that worldly people are afraid of time. That time is always chasing a person that is caught up in the world. You know, if you're worried about your money or you're worried about, you know, whatever it is, that house or whatever it is that has you worried in the way that Captain Hook was worried about treasure, then you're going to be hearing that click, click, click of the time because it's going away and you ain't going anywhere with all that. <laughs> and what a picture, what, a, what, what genius to have that picture, you know, illustrated through such a childlike story, such innocence. And, and I, and I, it, it made me think of this. When I went to Denmark years ago, I got on a bus and the young man who was driving it spoke really good English and he had a very English accent from my point of view. And so I just said to him, I said, oh, you're English. I love your accent. And he got furious at me. He goes, I am not English. (laughs) I'm a Dane. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, we hate the English. I said, you hate the English? He goes, yeah. I said, why do you hate the English? They sunk our Navy. I said, they sunk your Navy? I said, when did they sink your Navy? He said, 1540, whatever. I'm like, dude, man, what? what? Just like it was yesterday. (laughs) Well, you know, so much of prejudice is like that. You know, I have, well, I know my wife is almost a third Native American. And certainly I have lots of Native American blood in me as well. Now, I could get hung up in the whole Thanksgiving thing if I wanted to, but I can't help but think, that God's heart is blessed 
to think of those two very diverse groups that met together that the 90 Indians, the 90 Native Americans and the 90 pilgrims who got together and ate together and enjoyed God. You think God's heart was blessed with that? You think God's heart was blessed with Squanto's forgiveness of the Europeans? I mean, there was a talk about innocence. These Europeans had enslaved him and whatever, yet he came back to help them. I mean, that's that in itself to me is a complete miracle. And I know that God's heart is blessed by all the fellowship that's going to happen around you cooking with your daughter, your granddaughter, or maybe your mother, whoever it is, you know, that you get a chance to, or if you're like our family, you know, I get to cook with my son and my grandson, you know, all those, the people that we, you know, we all take part in the thing and that all makes, don't you think Jerry, that God's heart's just going, this is what I had in mind here, guys that you would be together and you would understand that it came from me because at the end of the day, that's what Thanksgiving is to realize that God is just blessed to bless us, to show us his goodness and how really good it is. You can get as a feast because where are we going to end up the feast, right? The wedding feast of the lamb. I mean, it's, it's, we're headed towards a feast. I'm telling you, and it's going to be huge. It, it's, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. You know, you sit there and you tell that story, and you know, what it all boils down to is, you know, what God's intention for us is, you know, it's pretty simple. And what we allow is the world to just keep putting layer and layer and layer on top of us. It's where we get, you know, all of a sudden, it's all the elements around us. It's the, the world in which you live, the culture in which we live that sort of dictates us. And, you know, God says it's simple. I just want to have a relationship with you. And if we can keep that focus, then we can see things to be thankful for. If we allow the world to tear us down, it's yeah. hard to see the joy in, in this life. And if you start life. hearing that tick, tick, tick in the background Absolutely. of worrying about what time it is and how am I going to get all this stuff done this season and all that, then it's a good heart check to yeah. think. Yeah. How, wow. how, I mean, all of a sudden <laughs> you're driven by, you say that clock and just, just continue that tick, tick, tick. It's what is that? Everybody for, for so many people, something different. It's the home you live in. It's the, your status at work, the job you have, it's the, the car you drive. I mean, it's, you know what God said, just, just make it simple. Yeah, it is an innocent. And there's, there's a sense of innocence that God can give us only by accepting what his son did at the cross. Like Squanto was able to forgive only because we have the best picture of forgiveness ever is Jesus showed us how to get back our innocence. And he did that by taking on our punishment. And in receiving that, we get that childlike heart and that complete innocence, which you can ask for right now today. The sound of my voice, you can say, Lord, I want to be innocent again. I want to let go of that tick, tick, tick. I don't want that crocodile chasing me. It's right there. Well, thank you all for listening. We had so much. I had a blast with this show. I mean, this was really fun. Thank you, Jerry, for being with me. And thank you all, because I really, really realized that it's our listeners that that put this together and give us the fellowship that blesses God with the Christian Car Guys show. So you all have amazing Thanksgiving, and I look forward to seeing, hearing you, talking to you next week.